the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. God created man from the dust of the earth. Our sovereign, all-knowing, all-powerful, infinite God is the only one who could do so. God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life, and he became a living soul. He created man in his own image to live with him eternally. Then God took one of the ribs from the man and created woman to complement man. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander imparts from the Holy Scriptures the creation of man, woman, and marriage as God ordained it. right on in Genesis. Um, I've just been so blessed and my life has been the richer because of engaging in this particular book. It's been a great number of years since uh, I've preached through this book and I'm just enjoying it immensely. And I hope you're being as blessed as I am to receive the word of God. If you'd be so kind enough, turn with us to Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 and then verses 18 through 25. That's the segment of scripture that we're going to deal with. And we're not going to finish today because it's too loaded. So uh, we'll give you, in matter of fact, I don't want to choke you with too much truth. So we'll give you portion today and another portion next Sunday dealing with the same text. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, and then verses 18 through 25, uh, first book of the Bible, you'll find these words. Someone knew you don't have a Bible, share your Bible with them. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living being. Thus, skip down to, move down to verse 18 and it says, And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground of the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So Adam gave names to all cattle, to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam. And he slept, and he took one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother, and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. And from this particular text, we want to preach the creation of man, woman, and marriage. The creation of man, woman, and marriage. 
in Genesis chapter 2, Moses gets even more specific with the details of what God did when he created man, when he created woman, and when he created the institution of marriage. Uh, you got to realize before there was government, before there was society, before there was business, uh, God uh, created the institution of marriage. Uh, but before marriage, you had to have man and then a woman. So we see here in verse 7, the, and the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being or living soul. The scripture says God created man. We established that many weeks ago. Uh, man didn't come from monkey. He just didn't happen to evolve. Man was not formed by impersonal forces, uh, nor did he evolve from other creatures that had come out of nothing. The Lord God of the universe created man. And like a potter that fashions clay into a particular shape, God took dust from the earth and formed man. It's amazing how God can use the simple things to do some of the greatest things. After man's body was completely molded and fashioned and shaped according to God's desire to form from the dust of the ground, and there the body of man, it lies lifeless on the ground until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. A lifeless body shaped and formed, did not move, was not animated until God breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, the breath of God, the spirit of God. Man was created to live, to live eternally with God. When man rebelled and fell into sin, he forfeited that privilege. As a matter of fact, in the book of Job, that old book from God, in chapter 33, verse 4, it says, The Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. And that's what God did to that lifeless body of Adam lying on the ground, formed out of dust, shaped according to God's likings, lays there on the ground, and when he breathes into his nostrils, the breath of God, the breath of life, all of a sudden, Adam could get up and became a living, animated being. God made Adam an emotional, intellectual, and spiritual living soul made in the image of God, which distinguishes him from the rest of the animal kingdom. Unlike animals, Adam had the ability to freely choose to serve God. Uh, not the, unlike the animal kingdom, Adam had the, the uh, free volitional will to fellowship with God, to worship the only true and living God. In Genesis 1, a it says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. In other words, God created him. For what? What reason did God create Adam? God created Adam to glorify God and to worship him. 
We see in Psalms 95, 6, it says, Oh, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. In John, the gospel of John, chapter 4, verse 24, it says, And God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And then in Revelation chapter 14, verse 7, it says, saying with a loud voice, fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment has come. Look there and worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. My friend, we can see from these scriptures, God created Adam with the capacity to worship God. And we have the capacity to worship God. As a matter of fact, if we don't worship God, we will worship some a cheap substitute other than God because we were created to worship. If you don't worship God, you'll worship the television, you'll worship soap operas, you'll worship technology, uh, you'll worship all these kinds of things. You'll worship people, you'll worship yourself. And you're in cheap substitutes for, for, for not worshiping God. We were created to, to worship, and, and uh, some people have misdirected worship, but we, if we're going to worship, we need to worship God. Let me tell you something. When you love to worship God, uh, you don't just wait till you get to the house of God to worship God. As a matter of fact, your worship ought to start long before you step on the grounds of Maranatha Bible Church. As a matter of fact, when you think about who God is and what he's done and what he's brought you through and how he made ways out of no ways. Man, you ought to get, woman, you ought to get, get to shouting when you wake up in the morning. Another day to bless the name of Jesus. You get to washing those dishes and you start humming amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wreck. All of a sudden, them suds ought to go all over the floor. I mean, when you get to worshiping God, I mean, you're in that shower and you're singing. Listen, you may not be on key, but listen, if, if it's done right spirit with the right heart, with the right attitude, it's sweet to Jesus. Go on and make a joyful noise to the Lord. I mean, worship all the sort long before you get here. And that's why sometimes churches can be quite dead and dry because they wait till they get to the house of God to worship God. But be it known to you today that your lifestyle ought to be a worship. That's right. Your lifestyle, how you live your life is an aura of worship to the King of glory. As Pastor Rander continues the most beautiful love story ever told from the best resource ever written, he conveys the role of the husband and wife in marriage. Marriages founded upon and lived out according to the word of God are marriages that last till death do us part and set the God-ordained marital foundation for generations to come. Listen as Pastor Rander continues to feed our hearts, minds, and souls with this sacred truth from God's Word. Look at verse 18 now. Move down to verse 18. And the, and the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. In this particular verse, God said it was not good that man should be alone because nothing in the animal kingdom uh, proved to be fit or comparable for man. Therefore, God said, I will make him a helper suitable for him, a helper suitable for him. And all I'm saying, my friends, is that uh, uh, is that God 
wanted to do something far beyond what uh, Adam could ever imagine. Look at verse 19 and 20. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the air, and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Verse 20. So Adam, he was a, he was a genius. He was a genius. Adam gave names to all animals, to birds of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Now here, God is not creating new animals. He had already done that in the previous chapter. He is simply restating what he had already done in Genesis chapter 1. After God created the entire animal kingdom from, from the ground, he brought the animals before Adam to see what Adam would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. Come by. Giraffe come by. Giraffe. Another animal come by. Elephant. Another squirrel, skunk, you know, lion, tiger, cheetah. He's just naming them. But Adam demonstrated that he had dominion and authority over the animal kingdom because God gave him the authority to have that dominion. And that, that dominion was demonstrated in this ability to name the animal kingdom. However, after all the animals had come before Adam and were named by Adam, still something was missing because none could compliment him. There was no suitable companion found among the living creatures in the animal kingdom. In other words, no animal God created in the Garden of Eden could do for Adam what a woman could do. That's right, all the monkeys and, and all, the, all those little critters all over the place that we can't even, little funny looking critters and, you know, and big critters and medium sized and all kinds. After all was said and done, he could play with them and you can have a lassie, a dog, and the dog can jump through hoops and go fetch balls and all of that. But it's certain things dogs cannot do for a man. That's right. And won't y'all say amen? So God does something about that. In verse 21, And the Lord God calls a deep sleep to fall on Adam. Puts him to sleep without anesthesia. And he slept. Put him in a deep sleep. And he took one of his ribs. Now hold that. Not five ribs, not ten. I'm going back. I'm coming back there later. One rib, one of his ribs, and closed up the flesh in its place without stitches. Then the rib which the Lord had taken from Adam, man, he made into a woman and he brought her to the man. Because no suitable companion was found for man. God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. And while he slept, God took Adam's rib from his own flesh, clothes of the flesh in his place, and fashioned a woman and brought her to the man. Now, uh, can you imagine that? I mean, Adam goes to sleep. All he knew was animals that he could play with. But God puts him to sleep. And then when he opens his eyes, he saw something so wonderful, so stunning. 
so spectacular. I believe Adam in whatever language he spoke at that time said, wow, this ain't a tiger. This is not a lion. This is not a chicken. She's unusual. He got excited about this woman. That he, they, can you imagine looking and gazing at him? All around, seeing something. You, looking all down. All, wow, she's very similar to me. But she's different. She's different. I always wondered why God put Adam to sleep. Bible doesn't say why, but I use my sanctified imagination. I believe God put Adam to sleep and he wakes up and sees her that he will spend a lifetime discovering who she is and what she's about. Women are unique creatures. And even today, we're still trying to figure out our wives and sometimes we still get it all wrong. You know, because if, 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 you know, God, God could have, God could have let, he didn't have to put Adam to sleep. He could have left him awake and Adam could have seen how she was put together with her hands and her eyes and, and could have seen all the things how God did it. And then he could have got beside himself. Now listen here, woman, I, I knew you. I saw you when God put you together. Don't mess with me. I saw how he could, he could be. Be prideful, lift it up. But God put that rascal asleep. So he would not be able to even bring up how this fine specimen of a creature, the likes of which he had never seen before, would spend a lifetime trying to understand her intellectually, emotionally, in every other way. Now, we must be mindful, my friends, that just because Adam was created first does not make Eve a lesser creature than Adam. In other words, one sex is not superior or inferior to the other. For she, too, was created in the image of God and, like Adam, exercised dominion over God's creation. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 27 it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him. Male and female he created them. Notice that the rib was taken out of Adam's side. It was taken out of Adam's side. Which meant that the bone was not taken from the head. Because Adam was not to be ruled over by the woman. You see? Nor out of his feet. Because God didn't intend for Adam to trample on that woman. But the bone was taken out of his what? Side. To be equal with him and to complement him. And to complete him. Only a man and a woman could have companionship, intimacy, and closeness. To love, comfort, cherish, and nurture one another and reproduce for the purpose of populating the earth. Now, I know you have lesbians and homosexuals. They're saying, well, we can love one another and comfort one another and we can cherish one another. Uh-huh, sure, but you cannot reproduce with each other. You cannot reproduce. There is another major point of consideration. The scripture says, 
at the end of verse 22, and he, God, brought her to the man. And not another man to the man. Or it wasn't, it wasn't Steve to Adam. Huh? And it wasn't uh, Shirley to Eve and none of that kind of stuff. Look, look, and God brought her to the man and not another man to the man or a woman to another woman. God created one man and one woman who were male and female. In other words, in this verse, God did not create several women for one man, which is polygamy. You notice he took one rib, I'm going back to that rib, and not ten ribs. It didn't mean for Adam to have ten women. One rib. One, I, know we, I know we folk love us some ribs. <laughs> but he took one rib, which is indicative of having one wife. One Woman, huh? One woman, one man, one male, one female. Not one man and five women or not five women and one man. Inherited in this passage is a heterosexual monogamous relationship as a divine pattern for marriage that God established in creation. Though Adam and Eve were created two equal, I can't say that enough, Though Adam and Eve were created two equal persons and beings, their functions and purposes in marriage, home, and even in the New Testament church differ. You know, they're equal, but there are differences. Don't let my life tell there's no difference between a man and a woman. It is different. Our anatomy is different. He didn't make us the same. Huh? Not in the sense of our Anatomy. Won't y'all just say amen? Don't look at me like that. Okay? All right. That's right. I don't want no woman looking more man than me. I want her to be different. My wife, I want her as hard as me. You know, have more muscles than me and all that stuff, you know? All I'm saying is two equal persons, different functions for different purposes in the marriage, in the home. And in the New Testament church, does not mean one is less than the other, inferior to the other, different roles, different functions. Satan has always sought to reverse the role of men and women to create confusion in the marriage, to create confusion in the home, and to even create confusion in the church where people get their, even in the body of Christ, they fight and fuss because they get their roles mixed up, even in the context of the body of Christ. For example... Today we see gender confusion. Say gender confusion. Uh, where some men and women are having surgery to have a sex change with hormone treatments. Now y'all looking at me. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Isn't that fair? They're glamorizing it. But listen, they're trying to soften sin. Glamorize sin. And you know what? The reason... We get more of this junk on television because Christians don't speak out. And let me tell you something. If you don't speak out, you mothers and you grandparents and you seniors and all these other folk in here, listen, you're going to lose your children, and that's got, that is becoming the new norm. Well, you got to call right, right, wrong, wrong, sin, 
in sin and, and, and you don't have to check in with people because God has already established the authoritative order from scripture. There is a saying that, that says, well, I, 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 God said it, I believe it, that settles it. No, no, don't, don't ever say that anymore. Stop saying that. God said it, that settles it, whether you believe it or not. You see. And then, I'm going to hold it through, y'all. There are cases in America and other parts of the world, I kid you not, where parents refuse to identify their child's gender allowing the child to decide at a later time their own gender even though they are born with specific genitalia. You may change your genitals, but God still sees you as what he originally created you to be. Just because you cut something off or create something that wasn't there and make a new something does not mean that you are now a woman who used to be a man or a man who used to be a woman or vice versa. When you stand before God, God still sees you as what he made you. You just minus that, but you still what God created you to be. Now, you know what? It doesn't matter that folk get mad at me. I've been preaching now for almost 30 years. So I don't worry about folk feeling anymore. I've gotten over that. Folk can make ugly faces. Look, Listen, the uglier you make your face, the, the longer I preach. So smile so I can hear them get through. You don't intimidate me. The same message, if they let me preach it from the White House, I'll do it. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Pastor Rander concludes this message by sharing spiritual wisdom regarding the God-ordained role of the husband and wife in marriage, children and parental responsibility in the family, and pastors, bishops, elders, deacons, and women in the church. There is no question that God sanctified marriage. He ordained and blessed it in the beginning. If we desire to experience joy in marriage, we must follow God's lead. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.